Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! You say pro, I say fan, Pro Fan League! Welcome into Pro Fan League Arena. The other day I had a friend send me a picture of spring training baseball from sunny Florida. And I was imagining myself sitting in the stands on a chilled out afternoon watching the sprinklers throw water onto that field, that beautiful dirt. Seeing the players long toss, hitting some BP, shagging flies, baseball season's close. My name is Brad Gibbs. This is the Pro Fan League Podcast. Thanks for spending some time with us today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. And truly, that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Nike Air DT Max 96 Retros new release, hopefully summer 2024, and let's talk sports. I talked NBA All-Star Game on this past podcast. Let me tell you something that caught my eye in the NBA All-Star Game. The shoe on LeBron James' feet at the NBA All-Star Game caught my attention. Let's go back to football season. Deion Sanders, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, had a couple toes amputated over the last few years. And Nike made a shoe specifically for him, but it was based off a model that he wore as a player way back in 1996. So I saw this release, and then I started to see a couple players, only a few select players, wearing this shoe. Now, what I'm about to say is not about Deion Sanders. It's not about LeBron James. It is about admiring a good-looking shoe. And in my opinion, the Nike Air DT Max 96 Retro looks sharp. It looks like a tuxedo. I don't know that it is as clean as a pair of good-looking Air Jordans, but man, I do hope that it is released this summer, and it is on my to-do list to start saving up my birthday money and, uh, and I don't know, mow a couple lawns this summer maybe for some cash and collect, uh, collect aluminum cans and take them down to the dump to collect some cash. And if I can get my hands on a pair of Nike Air DT Max 96 Retro Size 9s, I would be pumped to wear them. And I do believe it's even going to contain the classic field goal post coming out of home plate on the tongue. Because originally it was made for Deion Sanders while he was playing two professional sports at the same time. He was playing football for the Falcons. He was playing baseball for the Atlanta Braves. This was like a versatile shoe. 
back in the 90s. They're hard to find now. It's like viewed as a classic vintage shoe. Come full circle to the NBA All-Star game. They are not released yet. And who comes running out of the tunnel? And I saw him on his feet and I said, look at LeBron James. He has got friends in high places. He has a lifetime deal with Nike. So that's one thing LeBron has that I don't. A lifetime deal with Nike. So I guess he called up Phil Knight and said, I want to wear those in Indianapolis. And somebody was like, get LeBron a pair. And then they called him. Now people are calling these the Nike LeBron 21s. I'm not sure if there's an official relationship there. I've never owned a pair of shoes from the LeBron James line. I never thought most... I mean, he's put out a few that I thought looked pretty good. I thought that this was Deion Sanders' signature shoe. But now LeBron's out here. I'm getting confused. All I know, they look good. And uh, hopefully one day, I'll get to slide my foot into a pair. That's cool. Nike Air DT Max 96 Retro 2024. It's being rumored this summer. That's That flows so smoothly right into what we're talking about today. Fresh starts. That Nike Air DT Max 96 shoe, that's an old school shoe with a fresh start. We're talking fresh starts. Do you realize that yesterday on TV, there was spring training baseball Real live baseball. Now, you turn it on. Mookie Betts did hit leadoff for the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday. He probably played for like two innings. I didn't actually check that. Uh, But he probably wasn't. He was probably golfing by the fifth inning. Or whatever Mookie Betts does for fun. But, nonetheless, baseball was back. I know there's a lot of people that don't like baseball. I love baseball. The way they're tinkering with the game sometimes hurts me. I'm a baseball purist. I love four-hour baseball games. I think that's what they were made to be. People are trying to turn baseball into like microwave eating, instant popcorn. I once heard somebody say that baseball was meant to be taken in slowly like a glass of fine wine. Not chugged like cheap beer. I heard that quote. It's always stuck with me. I don't really drink wine or beer. But you know what? I appreciate the substance of that analogy. And I agree. Baseball season is coming. I have a question for you. If I were to say, uh, for a pack of bazooka bubblegum. Classic bazooka bubblegum. In the bucket. Do you like the Dodgers to win the World Series this year? The loaded Los Angeles Dodgers team? Or everybody else? You get to take the Dodgers or everybody else in baseball. If you're right, you get a pack of bazooka bubblegum on me. Who you got? Who you got? I don't need an answer today. Email me. Hit me on the Facebook or the Twitter or something. I'm interested. Did you ever wonder what happens to all the bubblegum when players uh, walk it off? Have you seen like a walk-off home run lately and players run out with the big bubblegum container and dump it on the guy at home plate? Do you think people like crawl around and put it back in the bin? I mean, the gum's still wrapped. How much double bubble is 
is thrown out because they dumped it on a guy at home plate. I wonder if I could find a way to rescue that double bubble and have it sent to me. There's a lot of walk-offs in Major League Baseball. Save the double bubble. Hashtag save the double bubble. Fresh starts. In the spirit of fresh starts, new ground is being broken all around us all the time in sports. Coming up, April 25th to the 27th, the NFL Draft. There'll be some fresh starts there, guys starting their professional careers. Major League Soccer just kicked off. Uh, Wednesday night was the opener. Miami went to Utah and won 2-0. Lionel Messi and all his friends from Barcelona are playing in the MLS this year. And uh, they secured an opening night win. And I am going to try. So back in the summer when I was testing out demos for this show, uh, Lionel Messi had a magical opening to his American soccer career. And I had like a 12 or 14 minute demo podcast that I ran. I might try and get the audio to that post it as like a special edition podcast or throw it on the website and make it available for people to listen to move over Walt Disney Florida has a new king of entertainment that's true Lionel Messi the big question is Lionel's starting to get older can he actually stay on the field long enough and will his international soccer obligations get in the way of him actually helping Miami to have meaningful wins? And can all the guys he brought with him from Barcelona actually stay healthy? We will see. But MLS soccer has begun. New starts. Last night, Nikola the Joker Jokic made NBA history. Fresh NBA history. First player in NBA history to record 15 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists on 100% shooting. From the field in NBA history. No one's ever done that kind of stat line excellence. But here we have it. Nikola Jokic. So, fresh starts. You know what else a beautiful thing about fresh starts is? Is that if you've had a small run and you're feeling discouraged... The Bible says that God's mercies are new every single morning. The Lord says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's good news. If you live like the Bible is real and you believe what it says, the fact that we are new creations and the old is gone and the new has come is the best news because the old, you, was an enemy of God. The Bible says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans 3.23. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. 
So Romans 3.23 says we're all sinners. Romans 6.23 Romans 6, says because we're all sinners, we deserve death. And then later on we see a beautiful piece of news like this. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Fresh starts in the most meaningful way. I love the idea of new sports seasons. The, the slate is wiped clean. The records are at zero and zero. It's an exciting time. People anticipating new seasons. Rookies getting new starts. And... You're full of this anticipation. Maybe you've had a fresh start recently. Somewhere in your life. Maybe you're enjoying the presence of a new child in your family. Maybe you are considering a new job or you started a new job. Maybe there's a new relationship blossoming in your life that's really exciting. Maybe you got a new car. Maybe you got a new PlayStation. Maybe you're pumped because EA Sports is bringing college football back, people. Fresh starts. Maybe it's just a fresh layer of snow out there. Maybe it's a fresh burger in your hand. Fresh starts are amazing. And the best fresh start that is available to a human is becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus by recognizing we're broken people living in a broken world, but there is hope for redemption in the person of Christ through his death on the cross. His blood has covered sin. God requires blood to cover sin, and the perfect blood of sinless Jesus Christ covers sin, and he's risen again, and he's bringing a new kingdom towards us. A kingdom that can't be shaken. My question for you today is, if you believe in Christ, if you have called on the name of the Lord, are you living like a new creation today? Or do you see the old you when you look in the mirror still a lot more than you have eyes of faith on the new you? Later on in that 2 Corinthians 5 passage, it says, Therefore, we are Christ's. We are ambassadors for Christ." God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. If you hear this today and you don't believe in Christ, the Bible says that you are an enemy of God, still in your sin. It's my job as someone who does believe in Christ to be an ambassador for Christ and to hold out this amazing news. Friend, Jesus stands ready to save. You can be reconciled to God the Father. A fresh start is around the corner. Cry out to the Lord. Confess your sin. If you want to talk about it, you don't have anybody to talk about that with, send me an email. We'll get in touch. I'll send you a link for a Google Google call or something. We'll figure it out. It's the best news. It's the best fresh start. In a season of fresh starts, spring is coming.
what an amazing opportunity to consider fresh starts, flowers bursting through, new life. You hear the birds, and it's cool. Today, we're considering fresh starts. A new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Simply put, if you have called on the name of the Lord today, go look in the mirror and rejoice that the eyes looking back at you have been given new identity in Jesus Christ. You sit at the table of royalty and are called son and have inherited the full measure of what belongs to Jesus Christ by his blood. And pray to the Lord that you can have eyes of faith to live inside that freedom, to live inside that fresh start. And if you've been on a bumpy run in life, grip that today is a new day and God's mercies are new every single day day and then go be an ambassador be covered with relief go be an ambassador for Christ Jesus calling people to this amazing opportunity for reconciliation with the God of the universe who loves his people in the spirit of fresh starts they're putting in a new baseball field in the town I live in now I've talked about fresh starts with great joy. And they're also putting lights at that baseball field. And I love that. I mentioned a little earlier that inside all these fresh starts, Major League Baseball is is starting up. This new baseball field is getting put in. And sometimes baseball's new ideas, like give me some pain. There's no pain found in being a new creation in Christ Jesus. Praise God. There is amazing grace in being a new creation in Christ Jesus. There is great freedom and joy and fruits of the Spirit in being a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I'm sure this new ballpark will see a lot of great baseball. But friends, Lancaster Thunder, there is no dirt on this baseball field. It's a full turf baseball field and I get it I know why they're doing it easy maintenance we're up here in the north and they want to start practicing even now late February and if there's dirt you can't and all of that I get it baseball fields were meant to be played on grass with dirt you should not be getting a rug burn playing baseball Ripping your skin open, sliding into second base on carpet, having rubber in your baseball cleats. No, you're supposed to be pulling pebbles out of your baseball cleats. You're supposed to be concerned about getting a gash on your leg because there was a rock in front of second base in the dirt. Not because the carpet cut you. What are we doing? You're supposed to hear the sound of sprinklers and lawnmowers. Do you remember the old Camden Yards? When they had the circles mowed into the grass around the mound? 
It was beautiful. Do you remember the old Jacobs Field? Cleveland Indians in the 90s? They had that rich, brown, deep brown dirt. It was iconic. It's gone. They're playing on turf baseball fields. It's crushing me. Where's the dirt? How are we playing baseball without dirt? In this case, I yearn for yesteryear. I know that uh, the changes Major League Baseball made last year with bigger bases and shorter games and one pitching change and no shift sped up the game. It brought more eyes, bringing the young people to the game. I get all that. I understand it's about the money. In the spirit of about the money, this is what I don't like about this. You're paying the same price to get into a Major League Baseball game. The same price as when the games were longer, but they're shortening the game up. So the consumer is getting ripped off here. This is my suggestion to Major League Baseball. If you're trying to get baseball games done in two hours and 20 minutes, you need to open the gates earlier and let people take in the full batting practice. If you want to raise prices and shorten the product, you need to give people opportunity to see the full batting practice. None of this, we open 90 minutes before. No. If if I'm sitting on the school kill for two hours to get to a Phillies baseball game, let's, let's get the whole experience. Three and a half hours of baseball. That doesn't need to be full game, but give people their money's worth. Stop taking it out on the consumer. No dirt in the baseball fields and shorter baseball games. You might say, I thought you were excited about baseball season. I am really excited about it. (laughs) Even despite my gripes about my taxpayer dollars going to fund a baseball field with no dirt and baseball trying to gouge the baseball fan with shorter games for higher prices. I'm over it. There's baseball on TV, man, and I'm so excited about that. Let's be excited about baseball on TV again. I had a friend talk to me about how the all-star game situation with players not playing. I actually had a number of people get in touch with me about this. I had one person, Steve from Lancaster, who we hear from often on the show, who said, football players are playing flag football. How do you expect NBA players to give a good effort? And he's even said, maybe we'll see wiffle ball played in the all-star game in baseball soon. Well, that's a fine point. I had another dedicated listener, Dwayne from Virginia, got in touch and said, you're right, there's culpability on the player on the player side, but there's also culpability on the owner side for this situation in the All-Star game. I also believe he's right. And I was very player heavy 
in my critique of the NBA All-Star game. To his point, the leadership of the NBA, the owners, I believe they're called governors, of the teams of the NBA, if they really want the product, they could crack open the wallet. I know people are saying, well, those players are already making such such money. Do they need to make more to perform in the All-Star game? And I guess on the flip side, I mean, you could say, yeah, be thankful to be there, the amenities, like, sure. It's a great experience. Should they be paid more money than they are to be there if you want a good effort? You could say no. You could say be content. You could also say the NBA owners made a ton of money based off the All-Star game. Did they want to make more money off the All-Star game? Are they donating all their profits from the All-Star game to charity? I think not. So if the owners want to make as much money as they can off the All-Star game... Is it wrong for the players to want to make as money as as much money as they can off the All-Star game? And we've fallen right into a classic labor versus capital debate. Hence the reason there is an NBA players union. You know, this could be solved. And this is a good pro fan league principle, especially especially for people who have the opportunity to be owners of businesses, but we are all responsible for resources, time, talent, and physical resources like money, or maybe you have land or property. The cornerstone of all of this is God owns it all. We need to keep in mind that the Lord has given us by his grace, anything that we have under our control or responsibility to deploy, whether that's your time, your talent, or your resources. But it's all God's. And the Lord calls us to be generous. The Lord calls us to be generous. So if you have billionaire owners with a posture of generosity... I'm not saying all of them are not. But if we bring a posture of generosity to our engagements with our children, with our spouses, with our people who are on our teams at work, if we have employees, do you have a posture of generosity with what you've been given? Or do you have a posture of, I want to get as much as I can for as little as I have to pay so I can reinforce my own position fiscally and continue to pursue my own desires? I don't know. I don't know that. I can't get into the heart. I've never had an opportunity to talk with these owners. But make no mistake. The NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, these are profit-driven leagues. And these people did not just buy the franchises to make no money. And they've made an investment. 
and that's fine. I think there has to be, as part of this discussion, a discussion of generosity and benevolence. And for a business owner, I'm now a business owner. And I think about this often. If I ever have the opportunity, because Pro Fan League expanded, to hire and have people working under my care, what do I want their experience to be? And when I say I'm generous, how do I make sure my generosity lands? Did I define my own generosity or do I make sure that I understand the people working for me so well that when I attempt to be generous, it actually hits in a way that's meaningful to them? I once worked a job. I was working at a print shop while I was in college. I worked there for three months, Eh, maybe longer. I don't remember, eight months. And the owner of that company comes in. I'd been there for like a month. The owner of that company comes in. We had a record quarter. Greatest quarter in the history of the business. He was thrilled. And at the end of the meeting, it's like a 10-minute meeting. They stopped the shift, brought us in. Great job, team. We crushed it. Greatest quarter in history. On your way out, make sure to grab a pack of gum to show our appreciation. I don't know that I have ever seen a group of people so angry over receiving a free pack of gum. The owner of that company made a lot of money that quarter, took the time to tell them how record-breaking it was, how much money he made, and he showed his gratitude with a $1.10 pack of Wrigley's. There were many people who felt like he just should have kept it. They didn't want it. He looked stingy. He hurt his rapport with the people under his care as a leader that day. He was tone deaf. What is our disposition with what we've been given? Do we have a spirit of generosity? Do we know what makes the people around us feel appreciated? I know for myself, this is an area that I need to grow. Knowing how the people around me feel appreciated and making sure when I try to appreciate them, it actually lands. Because giving generously is about the person we are attempting to bless, not about our own definitions of generosity. If we're buying a gift, we should want that gift to be a blessing And the only way we can be a true blessing is if we understand what would actually bless the person we're gifting it to. We can't buy a person allergic to cats, a cat, and say, oh, I bought you this cat, I'm so generous. They're allergic to cats. They don't think you're generous. Now, you might walk, oh, I spent money, I gave them something. You gave them something that hurts them. Our goal should be to be a blessing to those under our care and to give them good gifts that are actually a blessing. And I think this whole thing 
coming back to the NBA All-Star Game, I think the owners of the NBA have the power to make the players want to play in that game. But I don't know that the NBA owners actually want to do it either because it would cost them something. Maybe something even above and beyond what they're already giving. In the spirit of Pro Fan League, there's going to be some fresh starts. By God's grace, Pro Fan League has gotten to the point where there's a lot of content out there. Nearly 45 hours of content across the blogs, these podcasts, the YouTube channel. There's a good firm base. I would be grateful for prayers if you think of it. We're now turning the corner towards trying to figure out how to get this content out there in front of more eyes and ears. So you might have noticed, or you might have heard, I've taken a break from the blog for a few weeks. There will be some fresh starts on the blog coming soon. I'm preparing NFL draft stuff. Another how you win a championship piece. I'll let everybody know when that's out. But really, I'm starting to focus time and energy on short-form, three-second blips to try and start to expand this listening audience. If you have ideas, please send them to me. I'm learning. This is growing. But I'm at the point now where I need to start trying to expand the eyes and ears of the people who are listening to this show. So, you might see some experiments or hear some experiments, whether that's on the website, whether that's right here on this show, of some new things, of some new things. If you have really enjoyed what has gone on up to this point, don't worry. Here I just talked about Major League Baseball making changes and not loving them sometimes. Well, I'm not going to try and do that to you. But I am going to try and continue to enhance the experience for Team Lancaster Thunder. And let me tell you this, Lancaster Thunder, if we have a baseball stadium, it is going to have dirt and grass and sprinklers. I hope you find your way into a bag of sunflower seeds sometime. I also know that there are people that listen to this show who don't love baseball. Don't worry. Basketball season, moving towards playoff time. The NFL draft, before you know it, you'll be on a beach somewhere enjoying summer vacation. Thanks for listening to us today. Enjoy fresh starts. Take your hope in a fresh start as a new creation in Christ Jesus, if you believe. See with eyes of faith. And if you don't believe in Christ Jesus, I would encourage you to check him out. Walk into a church that teaches the Bible with sound doctrine. Talk to the pastor. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Check out the YouTube channel tomorrow for a quick three-minute video. Go make plays. We are not just fans. I'm cheering for you. Thanks for listening. Lord willing, we'll talk to you Tuesday.